Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to create genuine connection with your community. I'm Amelia Ville, and through my interviews with a wide range of top communicators, I share the secrets to great communication. I'm talking today with Carly Thompson-Barry, who after successfully building a Step Into Life franchise with her husband, then jumped into building her second business, SAS Place, a co-working space designed to change the way women work together. Carly's passion for working and supporting female entrepreneurs came from her own feelings of isolation and desire to meet other women in business. We discuss her passion to help women to realise their potential and how she fosters a supportive community to help provide them with confidence and a belief that they are capable of anything they put their mind to. This is Carly's version of Be The Drop. Carly for joining me today on our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you. It's very exciting to be here in your location. I know. Yeah, so we're here at Parkside today, which is great. Very exciting. And I see you've brought in your item of significance. I have. Something that connects you with your community. Yes, it does. So could you explain that to us? Yeah, so I'm a big quote person um, and this is one of the big quotes that I have up in SAS Place at Parkside. So she believed she could, so she did, um, which uh, is very much not just about sort of my journey, but also about what I really instill in the women that are in our community. So it's all about believing in ourselves. Um, and when we do, we can make things happen. And then with the support of the community that we've got here and the girls have that behind them as well, um, it really is something that resonates. So I have quotes up in um, all my locations. It's a big thing for me. It's a big motivational um, tool that I use. So yeah, this is my little item of significance. Fantastic. And you uh, um, also had a couple of quotes on your bangles that we were talking about earlier. Yes. Could you just read those? Because they're <laughs> so good. Because that yeah. just demonstrates that you're very much into the I love them. So, quotes. and this one is one of the quotes I've actually got up on the wall as well. So what if I fall? Oh, but darling, what if I fly? Which I think is actually, is that from the Wizard of Oz, I think that quote. Yeah. So I love that one because when you're in business and you're coming up with new ideas and you're innovating, there's always that bit of fear there, but there's the opportunity that you could really soar by putting it out there. So, and of course the other one is, I'm a big fan of unicorns and I do have days where I'm like, that's it, I'm tired of adulting today, I'm just gonna be a unicorn. So this one is, be the shiniest fucking unicorn in the room. Oh, so, <laughs> good, it's all about- It's a real bit of power, that one. Great, good, yeah. and you can mix them up depending on your mood. Yeah, so I've obviously got, she believed she could, so she did at home and also shine a light as well. So depending on the day, I um, put my bangles on. And then I've also got another one, which is our, um, our SAS quote, which is dream, believe and do. And I've got that on another bangle at home as well. Great, and yeah. you're sharing those aspirations with your community. Yeah. So we've touched a little bit of the women that you've got in your community and here in SAS, a, a co-working space, and you've also got some office spaces here. But can you just explain a little bit more about who they are? Who they are, yeah. So I like to refer to the women that are part of SAS Place as female change makers. So basically they're women who are either running businesses or they may be in not-for-profits or in corporate, or they may even be women who are just sort of searching for where they want to go next. 
Um, and they're women who are making change, whether it be in their families, in their communities, or in some cases we've had women that, in, that are part of the community that are making global change. So yeah, so the women in the community, really diverse mix. All South Australian were very much um, passionate South Australians in South Place. And yeah, female change makers are who we have inside and in terms of in our physical spaces and also our virtual community as well. Fantastic. I really like that female change makers. And obviously, you know, you're talking about these positive quotes and supporting us, you know, it sounds like somewhere where you're really empowering women to yeah. get out there and make change. Yeah, well, that's definitely, that's definitely my aim. <laughs> Good. So before we go a little bit further, I'm, I'm really interested to find out why building that community is important and why having these communities is important to yourself and your business. And what's the value of that? Yeah, so for me, I had been in business with my husband for around, I think it was four or five years before I started the SAS journey. And I was at a point where I was having trouble connecting with women that were in the same situation as me. So women who were in business, um, they were passionate about what they were doing, but they weren't interested in the traditional networking type of thing where you go into a room, everyone's in black suits and you shove a business card in someone's face. So it was very much, I was trying to find a way to connect with other women authentically who I could relate to. And that's sort of where SAS started, was about finding that, you know, finding that group of women that I could connect with. Started with a Facebook group um, from women I met at a conference, met at a conference, and from there it just kind of grew. And what it has become is something that I found I was lacking was the support that I needed when times got tough. So business is so up and down and it really is a roller coaster and there's times when you just want to give up and throw in the towel. And what SAS provides women is that that village for them to sort of to grow their careers or their businesses from. So it is that real supportive, tight-knit um, community feel. So pretty much like that whole quote of, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. I believe it takes a village to raise a business. You can't do it on your own. Mm. Well, I strongly resonate with that. My quote, though, is it, it, um, a waterfall begins with one drop, but very yeah. much along the same vein. I love that, yeah. yeah. So you know, I really like that you've turned this, you know, you were finding um, that there wasn't that network of supportive women. And so you've actually then turned that around, this something that was lacking. You've yeah. turned that into a business. Yeah. Realistically, is that sort of how it's come to fruition? Yeah, pretty much. It was never really a plan. <laughs> I never kind of, when I first created the Facebook group, it was never with the intention that I wanted to create, you know, co-working spaces and all this kind of thing. It was, I wanted to support, you know, I wanted to bring women together and be able to support them. And then that's just kind of evolved as time's gone on. So now sort of branch out, obviously we've got the co-working spaces, but, you know, doing events and workshops and my mentoring that I now do, which I call business nurturing. Um, and so I've kind of branched out into that. So I can really support women in multifaceted way now. So from building a community, you've actually established a whole range of new business opportunities you yeah. didn't even know or no. you know, imagine were there. Yeah, no. So I was, we, our other business is a personal training business, so very different. But it was through that, our personal training business, that I realised my passion for supporting women was at. Um, and it was the women that I love to train and seeing them achieving their goals and helping them on their journey. And so really, this just kind of became an evolution of that really organically. It was, yeah, as I said, never planned. It just um, has happened. And I feel really lucky that every day I get to do something that I absolutely love and am passionate about. Sensational. So how long did that take? You've talked about it organically grew and over time, new opportunities have come up. But yeah. what is the time frame for that? So last week, it was three years from when um, I first created 
the Facebook group, I think it was about last week or the week before, um, and we had our first actual sort of networking group connecting, connecting event. Um, yeah, so three years ago that was, and so that was, you know, sort of the end of 2013. Beginning of 2014, I launched the membership group, which was sort of the online um, side of things. And that was then after that was when I came up with the idea, I thought, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could all work somewhere together? And I didn't know anything about co-working um, at the time and just sort of discovered that after doing some research. And so it was the late the February that I launched the idea of SAS Place. And then by June, I had the doors open. So it's sort of been a three year, a three year you know, journey for SAS itself. But obviously my PT stuff was before that and finding who I was and what I wanted to do as well was sort of all through that. Yeah, so and it's really just built one step up each time and yeah. growing that way. Yeah, so this year was when I launched into the business mentoring side of things because I realised I was kind of doing it anyway. So I just sort of made that a bit more of a formal part um, of SAS Place. And then next year I'll be releasing a 12-month program where I can work with women as well. Great, so it's continuing it to It is, build. yeah, yeah. Although and I've got lots more ideas for next year. So. <laughs> I bet you do. Oh, I think there's no stopping you with your ideas. Uh, my brain, yeah, my brain doesn't stop. Good. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're really getting a clear picture of this community and who you're talking to. Yeah. But in your opinion, what is it that actually really unites them and brings yeah. them together? And how are you a part of that? Yeah, so, you know, at the crux of SAS really is this level, this level of support and it's a genuine support and wanting to see one another succeed and as, as I mentioned before about that whole village concept of having a group of women that you can be vulnerable with that you can reach out to in your time of need who who'll pick you up when you fall which is you know kind of ties in with that quote I mentioned before but um, yeah so I guess what I do as part of that community is you know kind of help to connect everyone within it so when the girls we've got a, a Facebook group um, or we have our coffee catch-ups that we do. So when they're sort of like, oh, I'm you know, struggling with this part of you know, my business or I'm trying to you know, take my career in this direction, often I've got people that I know of or other women in our community that I can go, hey, go and chat to this person. You know, go and see this person. And then I also talk about my own vulnerabilities. So on, um, in particular on the Public SAS Place Facebook page, I have been sharing my real business journey. So showing a bit of the behind the scenes and the struggles that can happen in business because we often see the highlight reel. So I think for that, it's allowed the women to connect with me and see me as, as a real person and just like them, that I do go through the same struggles that they do, which means that I'm able to help them and support them and really bring them together. And it's that, that sense of a team or sense of community, which I think if you're leaving a, a corporate role, um, when you're out on your own, you can miss that a little bit. So that's sort of what it's recreating. And that's what when you're working in a co-working space does, takes away the isolation. You've got people there for you mm. that you can reach out to. Yeah, I, I really like that, the behind the scenes and yeah. moving away from the highlight reel. Because exactly. so much of social media is a polish. But I do feel there is that trend now that's going towards, you know, let's not just do yeah. the highlight reel. Let's show it. Because we're all real people. We yeah. all go through struggles. There isn't a life that is just perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you feel less alone. Like when you see someone who's, you know, struggling with struggling financially in their business or, you know, they've just lost a big client or something, you can go, you know, I was there, you know, six months ago or I've been there. It'll be okay. You can make it through. When I had my second son last year, you know, I was at a point where I thought, I don't know if I can do this. He was three months old and I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And 
I had one of the girls reach out to me and she said, look, I was in that position after the birth of my second child. And she's like, I promise you it will get better. She's like, don't give up now. And, you know, what are we, 15 months on, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that she reached out to me on that day and said to me, don't give up because otherwise this wouldn't, this may, well, I may not be here. I'll get teary now. Oh, I mean, and, and to me, that's just the amazing, that you've obviously created a very meaningful, a really powerful community and that, you know, yeah. it's, it stirs emotion within you. Yeah. And I think obviously that's transferring to your community. They're feeling that. Yeah. So, you know, we've got this very passionate group of, of women, very supportive, and they're obviously inspired. But what do you think is the key thing that you do within, you know, your business that takes them from a Facebook group yeah. to come to events, to come into the co-working space? What's that motivating force yeah. that takes the step from passionate into engaged and actually engaged. participating? Yeah. That's the pointy end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you're doing something fabulous. Yeah, so there's something that's them making them, you know, what gets them out of, you know, it's been a really long winter. We were talking about that. Like yeah. It's been a long, wet winter. How do you get them out of their nice, warm, cosy home yeah. to come into a networking event? And I think event? for some of them it's, well, for me, I know if it's the first time they've been to a networking event, I generally say to them, it's okay, I'll look after you. Because there's nothing more terrifying I know for me who's who surprisingly is quite introverted when it comes to big group situations going to networking events I generally will go with someone else so if I have someone who's coming on their own I make it make them feel really welcome and make sure that they know there's someone looking out for them and introduce them to people and I think that's where the Facebook group has been great because a lot of the girls they get to know each other in there and so when it comes to meeting face to face, you're like, oh, you're a real person. And they like, you know, poke each other. And, you know, they get that, that face to face. And I personally believe there's nothing like face to face connection. And I try and get the girls out as much as possible. We do coffee catch ups um, for our members, um, which are really relaxed. So it's really just like catching up with some girlfriends for coffee. Um, and we do that um, as well in turn with the membership. So. Yeah, it's just making them feel comfortable and I think they get to know each other so much from that online environment that when it comes to them getting out the house and face to face, um, they're more likely to do it because they've already got some connections and it's not as daunting. Mm. So it sounds to me like that motivation, the thing that's helping them take that step is that you're really, you're embracing them and you're taking that embrace from the online environment into yeah. the, the face to face. Yeah. Like they're still embraced. Yeah, you know, You're exactly. talking about, I'm really looking after someone if they're coming by themselves. You yeah. Know, you're giving them a coffee catch up that's like catching up with a group of friends. Yeah. Your warm embrace is the whole way through. Yeah. And it's exact, it's, you know, and that's what I was saying with, um, what I couldn't find for myself and what I was looking for and that's what I've pretty much created. I'm like, that's what I would have loved, you know, five, six years ago when I was, you know, in our, you know, working in our other business and I couldn't find that. So I've just recreated that. Um, and then I think that that has then attracted the right group of women that are on that same wavelength, um, which has created a really, a really tight knit community. And a very safe, warm, protective yeah, space yeah. by the same time. You know, and girls that can't, have been able to reach out if they feel like they're really struggling and that, you know, they'll, they'll get bombarded with messages. We've had girls sending out gifts for them as like a pick-me-up and just things that is not expected but that they just do because they genuinely care. So it's become a community of women who genuinely care about each other. Mm, I can definitely, you know, I've got that sense of genuine care from what yeah. you're saying. 
We've got a very caring and um, environment. Have you had any experience of negativity though? I think there always is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been pretty lucky and I said from the outset when I first started things that SAS is a drama-free zone. I don't have patience for drama and I think that being quite upfront with that has eliminated a lot of that happening. Um, I think as well because the community is very much about giving back to each other if people don't tend to sort of, if they come in for the wrong reasons, they don't tend to stay, um, stay around. So I haven't had to deal too much with negativity, which mm. I think is just because they've, if they are feeling a bit that way, they're like, okay, well maybe this isn't the right place for me. And that's okay because everyone's got their own tribe and their own community and it's about finding what resonates and what fits, mm. um, yeah, for that particular person. But I try and nip things in the bud as quickly as I can and yeah. If I see anything starting to starting to happen, I'll be like, hey, you all right? What's going on? And quite often, I think when people are sort of a certain way, they've got other stuff going on that people may not see on the surface. So it's about that level of understanding, I think, sometimes, and a bit of compassion as to why they may be reacting in a way that they are. Mm, again, coming back to your compassion and care. But I think what you said there at the beginning was very telling. You're upfront about it. You know, this is not a place for drama. Yeah. So I think, realistically, you're, you're dealing with negativity from the onset yeah. by saying this isn't a place for it. Yeah, no. You know, you're sort of shifting that yeah. outside so that... Yeah. And I think that's really important, being very upfront with an expectation of behaviour. Yeah, and really we helps. have values. We've got sort of our SAS, um, SAS code type thing that we've got as well that we've put out to the girls so they know the certain you know behaviours and way of um, interacting with each other that are expected from being part of a community too. Mm, so you've set up those expectations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that really helps with the management of yeah, it, which definitely. is good. It's obviously been successful because you haven't had too many instances No, <laughs> no, which, you know, we've, we've got 140, over 140 women in the community at the moment. Um, those who are, there's about 40, just over 40 that work in the physical spaces and then the um, online community as well. So to kind of not have that much drama is, I feel like I'm quite lucky <laughs> with that many women in one community. So you're doing something right. So you've talked a lot about Facebook as far as your platform of communication yeah. and you've also spoken on about face-to-face. -face. So are yeah. they your two primary areas of how you're communicating? Is there other ways that you communicate with your membership? Yeah, I th yeah the Facebook group and face-to-face um, -face are the two main areas. Obviously, like I've got other, in other, you know, like Instagram and Twitter and that kind of thing, but for my actual physical community that I look after who are my members, it's the Facebook group and it's the quickest way to get word out to them about things and it's they tend to interact most with that. I do do some email outs um, but yeah and that, as I said before face to face nothing beats face to face. I think we miss we miss out on a lot these days because we don't do enough face to face so um, trying to get them out and connecting that way is really important. And so are you doing a regular email newsletter or is it more just... I've been trying to. <laughs> In all honesty, trying to fit it in at the moment has been really hard because I've got um, SA Woman magazine that we're trying to get out, which is an online magazine which should be out um, very soon. And then we've got SAS Summit, which is a full day event for next year. So I had, I sent out um, a couple of weekly emails. I'm like, best intentions. And then everything else has taken over. So um, yeah, so with my members, it's really is that Facebook group that I connect with them the most. Or if they tend to email me and we email back and forth and that kind of thing but mm. I don't email as 
regularly as I would like to. But it sounds like you've got that regular, very um, you know, engaged connection through the Facebook group. Yeah, and they um, Facebook Messenger as well. They message me a lot if they need anything. So they know I'm always there if they need me. Um, they just have to reach out. Well, thank you so much for your time and sharing your insights with no me today. Worries. I'd like to conclude with Carly's Be The Drop tip. So that's your top tip for <laughs> communication. Tip. What do yeah. you think is, you know, be your most important thing in sharing positive communication? Yeah, I think my most important thing is to be yourself. I think just being authentic and genuine in who you are and actually doing something because it's important to you and you're passionate about it, I think enables that message to come across without you, without you needing to force it. Um, so yeah, so be yourself is probably my biggest my biggest tip for communication. That's your be the drop tip. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you so much, Carly. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Be The Drop podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.